Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Roads 65 Max. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. Please follow me on allroads65max.org and subscribe to the monthly Sapphire Journey News. And friend me on patreon.com, allroads65, or join me here every other Tuesday and subscribe to my channel, BBS Radio, All Roads 65 Max Radio. Today, my special guest, Shefra Malka, who is a Arthur and Dare to Matter, an experienced radio host and author. Shefra's current work is enfolding around her deeply held conviction for the divinely given power of each person message. Live a large life and dare. As a trained woman speak, circle leader, Sheffer continues to expand her support for the people learning how to act on the belief that their voices matter. Daring to step right into the heart of life complexities, Sheffer's style is refreshingly approachable and influential. This remarkable combination of style and thoughtful substance has made Shefra a welcome, exciting presenter on topics of her lengthy list of community activism, includes past service for the Association for Women in Communications, Washington, D.C., and current service on the board of a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping singles meet and marry. I am an award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. The book is about a girl who overcame uncertainty on her journey towards success. I hope to inspire others who have or who are going through obstacles and challenges to never give up on your dreams and aspirations and how to recognize behavioral problems. You can purchase the book at journeyofasapphire.com, also available on Kindle Fire and Amazon.com, Journey of a Sapphire by Pamela Henderson. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview chance, Shefra, and welcome to the show. Of course. Thank you, Pamela. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Same here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. I... Recently released a book called Dare to Matter, as you said, Lessons in Living a Large Life. This is a combination memoir and uh, self-leadership principles. I didn't start out to write this book. I started out writing a book, uh, a collection of interviews that I had done as a radio show host. I had hosted a live radio program uh, a few years back, and I began to feel like I wanted to share some of them through the written word. And as I began to do it, 
a few people around me, particularly my sister Brenna, who's a main character in the book, said to me, forget about those interviews. Why don't you just write to the pain of your story, to the pain, the heart of your pain, and you'll have your story. And that's what I did. And I had my story within a few weeks. And I had to, of course, um, edit it and refine it. But I had the core message surprising me very quickly and very deeply. That's beautiful. Actually, I did the same thing. I had taken my adversity of overcoming and I just put it on paper. And it was so funny because through my publisher, Normally it would take, it's called 10, 10, 10, and it takes 10 weeks. But I, once I got started and I was able to elaborate and tell my story, I had my book and I was so excited and I hope to inspire others pertaining to my message. Yeah. So, you know, when you say your message authentically and you stand in your own truth, um, that that is very powerful, and you know our voice is is the, is is the core of who we are. And if we can't stand in that space fully, then something about us is being blocked. And of course, if that's being blocked, we can't be the full measure of our influence for those who whom we are meant to influence. Absolutely, absolutely, that is so true. <laughs> that and, is and, you know, so just, true. And just Pamela, for the writers out there who are thinking that oh, they should have a message so quickly. You know, sometimes it really doesn't happen so quickly. Obviously, this message for me anyway was deep inside for many, many years. This was a message that was in fertile soil growing and growing and growing for years, decades, really. So by the time I sat down to put it out, it was ready to just bloom and blossom. Um, The other thing, though, is I want people to know, especially writers, that There'll probably be a chapter or two that will try to block you. I had a chapter that was giving me so much grief because I couldn't articulate them. I couldn't articulate it well. And I just had to keep digging and digging deeper. And honestly, that chapter almost cost me the book. It almost just made me say, I am done. I'm not doing this. I don't want to do it. It's just too hard. But I, you know, I stuck with it. I turned, I reached out to my editor and you know, and to my support. And they they helped me to get through that. And I'm glad that they did because otherwise the whole project would have been shut down for no real good reason. Wow. And is that what interested you to become an author on your journey? Uh, what, what, what? What exactly? I want to understand your question. Like with the experience and the challenges and everything that you have gone through and did that just like one day you said like you said this is going to be my book so you can have that voice that matters that is a thoughtful question because honestly I really didn't know I was going to write a book and until I began to think that I wanted to write a book about these interviews which then morphed into the memoir as I described uh, but um, I would say that um, the, yes, the message, the, the particular core of the story was something that I had overcome and 
and just began to want to share. And at the core of it was um, this concept of not mattering. That's the words that I gave to it. There are many words. Everyone gives their own language to things and to experiences. But for me, that is what it sounded like. It was this not mattering from very early on. And one of the primary reasons that I think I had that perception was because I had an aunt who was personality disordered. And I could see that everyone told her in one way or another, not always verbally, but they they let her know that she really didn't matter. She wasn't important or valuable and had nothing really to contribute. And I was compared to her. So of course, how did that boil down for me? If I'm like her and she doesn't matter, then I'm not going to matter either. And there were a lot of things along the way that reinforced that message, by the way. So um, at the end, that's really just what was deep down. This and this, and then the pushback, or the pushback that one does because we know somehow, somewhere that our lives matter, that we're here to matter, or we wouldn't be here. It's really simple, but it's not so simple day to day to live that and to really opt into life. And there's only two ways to do life. You either opt in or you opt out. And for me, just the constant pushback about my life will be valuable. I will make something of it. Um, even if I can't understand um, how large it is, but it's, but it is because everybody's life is. Um, that's a divine uh, given reality that our lives matter. So I hope that answered your question to some degree. Oh, yes, it did. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Shefra, I'm going to get right into it. I was on your website and I mean, everything that you had to offer resonated with me. And I'm so excited to talk about a little bit of this. And as an established author, you have also created the Power of Dare workshop. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I'm like, I may even sign up myself. Sure. Uh, the Power of Dare workshop is meant to uh, help us understand how we can show up into our lives in a large way. And it, it looks at, okay, so in the book, besides the story, at the very end of the book, I have about 200 uh, lessons or principles of mattering. They're objective lessons that I lifted out of the book. Mm-hmm. And um, the power of their workshop is really looking at those principles and putting them into our daily living. So um, the the idea that um, sometimes, a lot of times, life isn't just given to us. You know, we have to we have to show up and and make it happen and dare yeah. to make it happen. Um, and so it, it looks at. Where did we get the message that we didn't matter? Where don't we matter? How do we want to matter? And it it takes us through that process. And the matterings themselves are multifaceted. They're about um, parenting and they're about professional, our professional lives. They're about faith, uh, pleasure. Uh, money, all different kinds of things that we um, encounter in our lives. These principles are meant to be guiding guideposts through them. 
And, um, you know, I certainly can share one or two of these matterings. I just can leak through my book. Um, and then, you know, yeah. but this is this is the idea of the power of dare, really getting in there and seeing what's blocking and moving us through it, because it's not OK to be blocked. Nobody wants to, you know, we all want to maximize our our, our moments, our days, our weeks, you know, our, our capacity and to even grow it more. We all have capacity. But when we when we do some heavy lifting, sometimes we increase that capacity. Mm-hmm. And when we increase our capacity, we are capable to become more capable of, of, of doing more and um, taking on more. And, um, you know, very much like lifting a weight, right? We break down that muscle um, so that it can have more capacity to lift more. And when we lift more, there's more blessing. There's more that we can do, that we can lift. So that's that's the idea behind it. Right. I like that because it's really a focused workshop and you have the book and you can gain all of these resources to be able to overcome a lot of different obstacles or challenges and blockage, like you had stated. And that is very, very powerful. I even like the message, dare to matter. Because every time we step on stage, speak to anyone, or um, also present our books and everything, it's dare to matter. Yeah. So that's 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 really, really powerful. And I and I do like that. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. Women speak. Speak your truth. Again, that's another powerful message. And you stated, and change the world. Elaborate a little bit about that. Women Speak is a a global program that I trained to uh, teach. After Mm -hmm. I wrote my book, this was a step that opened up and I wanted to expand around the mattering. And Women Speak was a very logical, natural fit. Women Speak is a program that helps women to uh, understand what their messages are and to stand in their message with the full support um, that gives them the confidence, the clarity, the courage, the competence to stand. Um, in in the truth that they feel compelled to offer the world. And we all have that. We all have that. It is very individual. Uh, Women Speak is, in, it, it's predicated on a, on a few very important principles. For example, this is not a competitive arena at all. It's collaborative. It is not a critical atmosphere. It is celebratory. Um, it is not one of critique. It is one of refinements. Now, this is very important because um, we all know that when we are invited into our fullness, we will show up in a very different way than if we're um, kind of shut down <laughs> somewhere right. along the way. Right. right? right. So right. This, is, this is huge to have something for women. This is only for women. It's a, it's a particular language that enables a woman to stand in safety 
and to feel supported as she moves along her continuum of finding and sharing her message and her truth. And it could be, by the way, Pamela, it doesn't have to be, you know, in the professional world only. This is for a woman in her home who, for some reason, doesn't feel that she has permission to speak something that's on her mind or on her heart, to have a conversation that she would like to have, but somehow just didn't have the wherewithal to, to, to execute it. So this is, Woman Speak has the ability, um, the potential to really be very far-reaching. Um, so this is one of the adjuncts to what I do. It's, it's, it's part of the power of daring. Very powerful. And when you were speaking about that, some of your message just now resonated with me because at times I feel that way. And working from my home office and I just have a lot to say. And I am hungry for that platform. But at the same time, I feel like just I've been blocked at times and I'm not able to move forward. So I don't know if it's the energy or what it is, but I am fighting to overcome that and to make sure that I matter and my voice is heard. And I utilize that also by utilizing my platform now. So I really appreciate you explaining that because that is very, very important. And I know that going through some of the challenges and obstacles that I have gone through, and here I am, an outgoing woman, very, very um, influential and speaking and things like that. But some of those challenges and obstacles that I have gone through have kind of like made me sit down and be a little cautious how I approach things. Is that normal? Uh, Yes. Let me say this. There are a few things in life that are more challenging or more frustrating or cause more anguish than knowing we have the capacity to do something, but we can't access it. It's like having money in a vault and we know it's there Mm -hmm. or we think it's there Mm -hmm. or we hope it's there, you know, but, but we can't get to it. And it is just a, in a, it's just a repeated assault on ourselves. Like, what is it? Why can't we access it? And I think that uh, number one, what I found is that um, just in general, we can't buy or borrow our mattering. We do have to create it. And we create it in pieces. We don't open that vault all at once and, you know, a million dollars comes pouring out. It doesn't work that way. We have to chisel away at it little by little, step by step. One of my big sayings is small steps, big strides. And that means that we take the small, steady steps. But before we know it, we have, we're running. We've really been able to access a lot of what we wanted. But there are still some blocks, and sometimes we have to detour. 
What I like to say is that I had to detour through my heart. I just kept going cerebrally until I was really blocked and I had no choice but to go through some heart stuff, which means that you have to feel. (laughs) I'm a facts first person. So I had to go through the feelings and there was no other way. So to answer your question, uh, yes, it's very normal. And sometimes we have to detour and reroute in a way that we might not have wanted or expected, but with full faith that that process, if we're called into it, will yield its riches. It will have its prizes. And you know something? We may not even be able to name what they look like because we don't know. But we will know when we go through it and we'll be able to start identifying and saying, wow, that process I went through built something in me and for me that I wouldn't have been able to access otherwise. Yeah, so true. I mean, I just, I just have, I have a very quick example of that. Um, and it, I, we were involved in something in the past few months, which called for every fiber of faith that I had and didn't have yet. But going through it, I, I now can say that I've built up significantly my faith in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do if I wouldn't have been actually working it. Like I had to go through it. I had to endure some of the sleepless nights and sweating and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and cold, you know, like shaking because I was in fear, but that was what was necessary to build a particular capacity in myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading about, um, when you stated when the diagnosis is average. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. Let, let's finish the quote. When the diagnosis is average, I'm trying to think what I wrote. Um, what did I write? Dare to matter? The diagnosis? Yes. Course yeah. in mattering. Yes. You know, um, there is nothing that assaults us worse than being told, just be happy where you are. Just be average. Just, you know, you can't really expect or want to do better or do better. And that's a terrible assault on a human being. Yes. Because what it really says, it robs them of their worth and their dignity and of their hope. Without hope, we are, game's over. Without hope, the game is totally done. And, um, you know, I have this, as long as I hope is how long, is how long I live. Because that's really the air that our spirits breathe. So, um, and the fact of the matter is that if we look at the word average, we're hard pressed to define it because there is no average. <laughs> there is no average because you can't compare one to another. Right. Maybe in a particular proficiency you can, and maybe we do come up average in a particular skill set. That doesn't mean as a human being we are average. Hmm. Great point. Great point. Sheffer, you say creating great will when you communicate for like personal and professional. What do you mean by that? Pamela, I didn't follow the question. Can I ask you to repeat it? Yeah, you say creating great will when you communicate. For personal and professional. 
I don't, I don't know where I said that. So I'm trying to follow that, that line of thinking to create great. Will when you communicate on a personal level or professional. Okay. This is okay. Um, um, let me just try to understand to. So actually, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. So actually you're asking me, Pamela, when are you going to be creating great? When will you communicate on a personal level or professional level? You, and I, when, I, I, when I read yeah. that question and I said, hmm, well, Chef Rob, I'm ready to create now. I'm ready to communicate. So I that's the reason why I was asking you that question. Mm-hmm. What do it, you mean by that? And is your question, are, are you saying it, uh, personal or professional, like which arena right. you're going to be doing this? Right. Absolutely. Well, I look, I think it depends what, what you want for yourself and where you're at right now. And I think we start, um, I think if I'm understanding your question correctly, we start where we are. Mm-hmm. We always meet ourselves where we are. and 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 maximize that before we go to the next step or as we go to the next step and um even if we're not here's the thing even if we're not communicating with other people yet it is critical that we communicate we learn how to communicate with ourselves that's the daring to matter it's the messaging to ourselves because before we have the message straight internally we can never really influence somebody else. We all understand that, right? right? Um, And so I'm not sure that that was exactly on point to your question, but that's what's coming up for me at the moment. And I invite you to ask me more if I have (laughs) not sufficiently answered your question. Just leave me in a different, you know, give me another set of questions so that I can try to answer it better. Yes, yes, you did. You did, absolutely. Because it's it's within self and- that was the whole point. Okay. So give me the tip of the day. You said making your interviewee comfortable. So how would you do that? Because anytime that I set up and ready to interview, I think I'm making them comfortable. But give me that tip of the day. Maybe I can even do better. Well, you're doing great, <laughs> Pamela. I feel very comfortable <laughs> over here. So we're good. But I will tell you. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you that as a as an interviewer, as a radio interviewer, mm-hmm. um, that, number one, that's my, my number one love. I love to interview people. I have never met somebody that I could not speak to who to, who didn't want to tell me their story. I mean, I have people who tell me their story that I didn't even ask. Um, I was in the story the other day. I was in a um, a Walgreens, and somehow a, a woman in her seventies, eighties, actually started. We started talking for a good half hour. I left without what I needed to get because I ran out of time. <laughs> um, but you know, before long, you know, we knew a lot about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think it's all the same when we are interacting with another human being, whether we call it an interview. It is essentially a conversation. It is essentially two human beings showing up, sharing something um, that they want to share. You know, a commonality, uh, a difficulty, uh, a laugh, 
you know, that is really what is at the heart of any interview, whatever we call it. Um, so when you show up, when I show up in who I am, that makes people comfortable. It's just authentic. It's disarming. It's unguarded. I mean, that's how I wrote my book, actually. I wrote my book in a very, um, I mean, that's just how I am. I'm not like, I'm not an intimidating person. I wanted it to have a style to it, a a certain grace to it. Um, And that's really when we talk with people, we want to give them a space to, um, to come into it and to be who they are. So true. So true. You are a award-winning communicator, woman speak, international circle leader. Can you tell me a little bit about your focus and purpose? I well, the the I am in writing and communications um, okay. in that business. Um, as such, I had done a lot of messaging, whether through the verbal word, orally. Um, writing and crafting messages for companies, nonprofit organizations, for individuals. I did corporate scripts. I wrote for an online greeting card company. Uh, So I've been involved in all kinds of messaging across the board. And really what it is, what what is communication? It's really nothing more than connection. Right. And messaging. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's connecting an idea um, for people, connecting the dots, connecting something that before wasn't, right? And uh, so women speak, just in women speak, I, I help women connect the dots for themselves to connect the pieces that will show them where they want to go in their message and in their lives. I, I'm a catalyst for emerging and growing leaders to help them get to the next step and the step beyond that. How do I do that? We, um, we, t- we, we speak, we, I, I consult with people, I mentor them with principles of mattering, which basically are five. These are, I distilled everything into, now you're really asking me to speak about a different line of my work, which is leadership that matters. This is a, um, a I direct this, organization where we mentor women in um, in in leadership so leadership it means that they take the lead that's leadership is not mystical and magical it is about finding leading that's right it's taking the lead mm-hmm. and instead of letting somebody else take the responsibility we take it we assume it, which means that we assume the privilege and we assume the problems, right? We assume the purpose and we assume the difficulty. There's not, there's no one without the other. It's a package deal. But if we step into agreeing to lead something, we accept that we're going to, we may have to push ourselves, but that we are capable and we will find the way through it. I help people to do that. Um, we often get stuck in our leadership. We can't find a way through something or around something. So that's where a mentor, a a consultant comes in. And I've done this with many, many people and organizations, building teams um, around a particular mission and um, and momentum. So that is, yeah, communication in one word is connection. So true. And speaking 
of a great leader, just my opinion to me, because I have this conversation a lot about growth leaders who has phenomenal attributes, yet only a fraction of companies have achieved top and bottom business growth despite their, it's all about the budget expectations. And growth leaders manage businesses for asset efficiency, not only for profit and loss. And the criteria that helps a leader to efficiently grow is to become an empowering leader who is open to understanding your directive. And I, I am absolutely honored to acknowledge you, Shefra. You are an inspiration to all of us. And I thank you for being on the show once again. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I, I just <laughs> want to comment. I want to comment on that because as much as we focus on the bottom line of a business, mm-hmm. um, there is something alongside of that that is e- an equal asset. And those who really succeed understand that. And that is to not lose sight of the human uh, factor. Um, so even while we're driving a bottom line, there are people behind all of that who need to work as a team pull together in their highest capacities, evoking the best and brightest in each other and in themselves. That's how we get to a bottom line that's honest, equitable, and enduring. So true. I I, I say that all the time. And you also have made the statement that I had read about our challenges are not in the way. They lead it. Isn't that the truth? Let's think about that. <laughs> I mean, we don't. We may not like that. And you know, I have pain is the most eloquent speaker. Now, a lot of times, the catalyst for moving forward, for growing, is something that's painful. I don't think pain can sustain our growth. I think joy sustains our growth. But often, pain is the thing that stimulates or catalyzes it. And um, the challenge is. That, you know, we just, we say, we tend to say, if only I could get rid of that, if only it would be different, if only that wouldn't be in the way. The fact of the matter is that um, we, if we look at it, we actually say, wait, that's a signal. That's leading me to the next step. That's not in the way at all. We might want it out of the way and that's okay. But the fact is it's leading the way or it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't leading the way. And there are so, just think about it. I'm sure you could come up with 10 examples in a, like in a minute of things that seemed like they were in the way, but as you move through it, they actually led to the next step for you. Yes, that's what my book is all about. And it's how to recognize those behavioral problems and those challenges and those obstacles, but still leading the way to get past that and I'll, moving forward. Yeah, I'll give you one example. If we still have a few minutes, I don't know what our yeah. time. Yeah. No, go right uh, ahead. Okay. So in the book, in Dare to Matter, I, I talk about my eating disorder and food. I see life through two ways, either through food <laughs> or, um, or through birth. I used to work mm-hmm. as a doula. A doula, of course, supports a woman in birth um, emotionally and spiritually and um, through comfort measures. So um, 
and I see, I, I tend to see a lot of things and, and call and look at it as, you know, some part of the birth process, right? Like this whole world situation that we were just through with Corona. I kept talking about it through the eyes of a past doula. I said, this world is birthing something. But anyway, that to the side, um, I did, I do write about my eating disorder and I do talk about how having to struggle with my appetites and with food and my weight, mm-hmm. um, totally in the end nourished me because I had to fight that fight. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't given a choice. That was the fight I had to fight among other fights. But in that fighting, right? It was all in the way, but really it was the way because as I took that on, I was able to bring so much capacity of all that wisdom, of all that um, understanding that I had earned, right? Yeah. I had worked towards. Now I'm, I'm so enriched. I'm able to use that in so many areas of my life. So it very much led the way and continues to lead the way. Right. What you know, what you do with food, you do in life. So if you if you withhold in food and you don't feel entitled to have then somewhere else in life, you're going to have that same pattern of thinking. Um, so restoring a sane relationship with food um, and, and your and, and myself and knowing that it's not my enemy. Food is not my enemy. It's my friend. Right. It keeps our body and soul together. Understanding that and being able to live in that reality um, comfortably and without fighting all the time, um, just opened up so many things for me that I wouldn't have been able to access had I not had some sort of struggle. That was the name of my struggle, right? But right. if we don't go through it, we just don't get it. We won't get to where we need to go. So that's just a part of that particular phrasing. Challenges. So just like, uh-huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's right. That was, I'm just addressing that quote, challenges are not in the way, they lead it. Right. And that's just as you had stated about nurturing our bodies, feeding our spirit and exploring the fullness and fulfillment. So that is very nutritional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Is- you know, um, there's so much about satisfaction in life that we, that is elusive, right? We do something or we get something or we finally attain something and we're empty. And it's like, what, why are we, why are we feeling empty? This is what we wanted or we thought we wanted. And concepts of pleasure. Um, If you eat a chocolate bar, I'm assuming you like chocolate, right? Who doesn't? But if you, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I am now at a point in my life that I can take a small piece of chocolate and without any struggle at all, I don't need another piece. Now that took a lot of years to get to that point. But what it tells me is, is that I realize that the pleasure of that chocolate is in that small piece, maybe one more piece. And it was the anticipation around it and then the eating of it. And if I eat more than my capacity to take pleasure from it, I will be left with an empty feeling, a stomach ache extra calories, right? Right. So, and that, but here's the thing about that. It translates across the board to so many other things, 
right? Do I really need that extra whatever? And I'm able to assess it in a very wholesome way. Will it fill something inside? You know, I'm able to arrive at a clearer and more, um, a more honest evaluation of something in my life. And instead of wasting time, money, energy, whatever, resources of whatever kind, if it's really going to make the difference, then you do it. And that's great. Then that's an investment. But if I did it and I, and it doesn't really do what it was supposed to do, then I've wasted that resource. Right. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. Tell me about your lengthy list of community activism. What is it that you do? That's fun. So I have always been involved uh, pro bono in, uh, in community activities. I have started and um, directed and orchestrated countless initiatives and programs and projects um, for either some local schools. But one thing that I really like to do is I've been involved for the past decade with an organization that helps the singles in our community to meet and marry. So we actually have some matchmakers on, on board and we run programs to, um, to facilitate um, the, that they should be able to meet and marry because um, it's needed. And that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to be involved with. Yeah, I can see that being a lot of fun because you can meet very interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, yes, you do. And also, you know, you help people because a lot of people want to get married and they want to, you know, they want to have a home and whatever, a family. Um, and um, there was something else I wanted to tell you about. Yeah, you know, there are also a lot of people who you know, kind of come in, into my um, orbit who just need, they're individuals and they just need some advocacy on their behalf in some way. And I, you know, I try to be there for the individuals as well. I can't always, one can be there for everybody all the time, but, you know, but we try. Right. That's right. That's, that's beautiful. That is. You offer a workshop. And on the website. So how can someone contact you regarding your services? The best way to do it is through email. And that is Shifra at ShifraMalka.com. That is the best way to email me. And then we can uh, set up a conversation and take it from there. So we can talk about Dare to Matter. We can talk about Women Speak. We can talk about leadership. And mentoring. We can talk about the dare, the power of dare workshop. There are also some other workshops that I have. Um, those are in the communication realm. There's something called the Great Will Seminar that helps gives the fundamentals of uh, basic email and phone etiquette. Um, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised that a lot of people just don't have those fundamentals. And it makes a huge difference because remember you asked me the question of, you know, how do we make people feel comfortable right. um, on an interview? When somebody calls a business or a home for that matter, um, or an email, right? You want to make 
people feel welcome. It's really simple, but at some, sometimes it's elusive. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do, I do this great will seminar. I love it. And I try to customize it to companies, you know, using examples from within their enterprise that are meaningful to their employees. Yes, that's, that's now that's, that's great. That, that runs into aligns with, I'm sorry, uh, of teaching and helping someone with their communication skills. So my, my, my question to you is, here I am a, a, a mentor myself, a leader. Who would be best to mentor me? Because everyone needs a mentor. And I know I need help in certain areas myself. Do you have any suggestions? You're right that everybody needs somebody who can mentor and help them get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would To answer your question, obviously, we would have to have a more a specific conversation around what your goals are, which, le- you know, where are you? Where do you want to go? And if I was having that conversation with you, I would, you know, I would say, well, let me, let's see what I have to offer that could get you there. Okay. Uh, if I, if I didn't think I was the right person, I could certainly refer you on. But that's really how I would have it. We would have a conversation back and forth. And I would say, Pamela, tell me where you are. We would do some writing probably together about, you know, let, let me hear from your inner voice. Like, what is, what do you keep coming back to over and over and over again? And, you know, when it's all said and done, what do you want to know that you've accomplished? So those are some of the questions I ask because, when we ask the right questions, we get really good answers. And really good answers are um, very helpful in moving forward. But sometimes, just so that you know, we don't get to the answer right away because we don't even have the right question. And when we can get a, 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 a well-asked question, is half an answer. I'll give you an example. I was dating a guy when I was back then before I was married, and um I knew something bothered me, but I just couldn't figure out what it was. And no matter how I tried to toss it around in my mind, I couldn't figure it out. And then one day while I was on a date with him, this is what I heard myself say. I said, if you ever got angry at me, what would you do? And all of a sudden, yes, but what was I really understanding? When I heard myself ask the question, I understood what I was scared of. What was I scared of that I didn't, I couldn't directly access. I was evidently, I was scared of his temper, but I didn't know that until I heard myself ask the question. Right. And when I asked the question, I said, aha. Uh-huh. And then I said, goodbye. <laughs> um, cause I, cause I wasn't going to continue to date him because that was too scary for me. Right, you somebody, had gotten temper. I, I, that is not something I can deal with, um, on, on an ongoing day to day basis. I deal with plenty of people with tempers, um, but on a day to day basis in a relationship such as marriage, I couldn't take that on. That is so true. That's why it's important to ask those questions, right, to get that answer. <laughs> right. So, but Pamela, that's right, Pamela, and that's why I'm saying to you. If I, let's say we were talking together to see about working or any prospective person that I was working with, um, I would be asking certain questions to try to um, get you to ask the questions so that we could get to the answers. That's part of the process. 
So true. Shepra, I know we are at the end here. You have any other advice or anything else that you would like to say before we end the show? I tell people to show up in their lives as if they matter, because they do. And when you show up, we only have two choices. We either show up as if we do matter, or we show up as if we don't matter, which means we really don't show up. We might as well just stay in bed because it's too hard to get out of it. Um, We do make that choice, but we don't make it once in our lifetime. We make it over and over again every day. And making the choice to opt in and to matter is making the choice to have a large life, the life that we say we want, and the life that we are here to have. That is beautiful. And that is not something we can compare one to another. When we do that, when we put our lives against one another on a line, there's no telling how we'll come up average, short, whatever. By the way, that's one of the detriments of social media. We're taking pieces of people's lives and stacking them side by side. That's a very destructive way of living. And yeah. it's very, by the way, it's very, um, uh, com- it's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not compelling. It's um, enticing to do that. But we do have to resist that urge because it is destructive and we're left with nothing but, but an empty outer shell with nothing inner that's been um, built up. So um, I just say, you know, we cannot, our lives are not stackable. They're not comparable. Right. They, they, they can't. And if we, if we can resist that, then we can do the building we're here to do. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Pamela, thank For the you. Next- You're so welcome. For the next couple of months, I am celebrating International Women's Month globally. I'm celebrating girl empowerment. I feel that we do not do that enough. And I am using my platform to celebrate us. Well, readers and listeners, I have reached my destination. But I'm going to leave everyone with this quote of the day. No need to hurry. No need to sparkle. No need to be anybody but oneself. And that's by Virginia Woolf. Thank you, everybody. And do have a beautiful day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or a sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.